and I mixed up the two words because it's all in the pronunciation. Open and closed vowels are very important to understand. I mixed up the word koku for the word koko, so I, which is coconut yeah. and uh, poop. So I asked him, okay, so I thought that, you know, coconut flavor was his favorite. Is this what you would like for your birthday cake? And uh, yeah, it's very easy to get things like that mixed up, yeah. especially in the beginning, and especially if you're not clear on your pronunciation. I remember another friend as well. Hola, y bienvenido. Welcome to The Simple Life, an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture, history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Liz Sharma. Liz is originally from the UK but has lived in Portugal for more than five years and is the founder and CEO of Talk the Streets, an amazing YouTube channel and online resource where you can learn to speak Portuguese like a real Portuguese local. We discuss, amongst other things, how Liz's life has changed since moving to Portugal, some of the ins and outs of the Portuguese language, and why Portugal will always be Liz's first love. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Portugal, The Simple Life. And I'm really happy to be joined here by Liz Sharma. Liz, thank you for being on the podcast and how are you? I'm great, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for the invitation. You're very welcome. Um, Liz, uh, for um, anybody that's been searching on YouTube for anything to do with Portugal, you are probably no stranger to them. But um, just give us a little bit of information and, and a short introduction about you. Yeah, so um, I'm English, um, but I actually have been living in Portugal for the last nearly five years and I teach Portuguese. So I have a YouTube channel and I'm obsessed with helping people build their confidence and conversation skills in Portuguese, specifically Portuguese from Portugal. So when I started, there wasn't really much content, especially on YouTube, uh, for people who were searching um, for how to how to speak Portuguese. Of course, the biggest market is for people learning Brazilian Portuguese. And as we know, there are some differences. So I decided to kind of step into that void because it's something that I'm very familiar with. I absolutely love Portugal. I love living here and I've studied Portuguese for a very long time. So, yeah, I just wanted to help other people because when I was learning myself, I also struggled. You know, where is all where's all the fun, exciting, engaging content that we can learn from online? Um, so, yeah, I just decided to create it myself. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Yeah. You started off wanting to help people, but it's, it's exploded into this massive YouTube channel. And we're going to get into that um, because uh, I'm a fan and that's how we came, uh, got in touch. So, but we're going to get into all of that, um, the name and everything. Um, but maybe you can just start off. I mean, you, you, one of the things that comes across in your YouTube videos is, is your passion for, for Portugal. Mm -hmm. I agree with you about the, the, 
Portuguese Portuguese or European Portuguese and Brazilian Portuguese. I really battle with Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, I have to ask my wife. She's Portuguese. And I have to say to her, what did the guy just say? Because there's some times that I really can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, European Portuguese is very, very different. Um, but and one, like I said, one of the things that I enjoy about your 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 channel is your your passion and your enjoyment of Portugal comes out in your your YouTube channel and your videos. Um, but tell us, I mean, how how did that all happen? Because you you got a, a, a British and I think Indian background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that happen with Portugal? How did that all start? Yeah. So I mean, I was born and grew up in the UK, and uh, I love languages um, from, from a young age. So I started Spanish at school, like lots of people do. And then when it came to time to go to university, I thought, yeah, I'm going to stick to Spanish. I love it. I've been to on a, on a school trip to Spain and I was like, this is my thing. I love talking to people. Um, I love learning languages. I love traveling um, and I love sunny places. So this seems like it's going to tick all the boxes. Um, and then, yeah, lots of universities were offer- offering the opportunity to pick up Portuguese from scratch and actually do a double honors in Spanish and Portuguese. So I thought, yeah, let's give that a go. I love a, I love a challenge. And then as soon as I started learning Portuguese I just fell in love with it because um, I don't know perhaps partly because I like to be a little bit different and it felt a little bit more kind of niche Um, but you know uh, it was just it was just such a beautiful language and when I actually got into it uh, again I'm one of those people that when I see something that doesn't exist I'm like well I must create it then so my university didn't have like a Portuguese society uh, the Spanish society was huge. They had events, they had trips, they had uh, bar crawls, you know, all of the typical student stuff. Uh, but there was nothing for Portuguese. So I decided to set up a Portuguese society at university. So since 2005, <laughs> I've been trying to, uh, you know, share my, my passion for Portugal. So, um, so yeah, so through that, I went on my first trip to Portugal. I organized a, a trip for the, the other students. We came to Porto. Um, and, you know, visited the, the port cellars and strolling along the river. And I was like, yeah, I think I think Portugal is a pretty special place and I should spend more time here. Um, so it went from there, really. Um, OK, so you, you started doing it when it was before it was fashionable. Exactly. Way before it was cool. You should have seen Porto in 2006. It was completely different to the way it is today. It's true. Um, but, you know, super, super charming. Um, and then, of course, when you study languages, you have to spend a year abroad. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I was supposed to go to Brazil. I was also super interested in in Brazil and excited about, you know, the idea of uh, hanging out in Joao Pessoa on the beach, which is where my university had a a partnership. Um, But unfortunately, I was ill and I couldn't go. I missed the start dates and my friends went without me and it was very heartbreaking. (laughs) But that's how I ended up in Coimbra. Um, And really, it was it's kind of like one of those things you you know a blessing in disguise because I probably wouldn't be living the life I'm living now if I hadn't have had that experience of coming to Coimbra and really living here you know for six months to do a semester and just really really falling in love with Portugal and I always thought you know what when I grow up maybe I'll come back and live here and that's what I ended up doing. Okay amazing Um, what were some of those things in that first those first visits to Portugal that grabbed you? I think um, the history, the character, the charm, uh, you know, winding cobbled streets, people, uh, you know, having a chat to each other on the streets, just things like, 
coming from a busy, bustling city like London, we've kind of lost that ability to, you know, operate in a small community where everybody knows each other and wants to have a chat. And um, that was just something that I found super, super welcoming. Um, and just, uh, yeah, and just almost instantly felt at home. Um, so I think that kind of really welcoming atmosphere was certainly exactly what I needed at the time. And of course, being in a place like Coimbra, it's so steeped in tradition and history. It's one of the oldest universities in, in Europe. Um, so there is so much to kind of learn there. And there's this almost mystical, magical charm about the place, um, you know, with, with the students fado and all of the traditions to do with the university. You know, they literally walk around in capes. So <laughs> it was just all so, um, so different, um, you know, coming from, oh, of course, you know, London has incredible, um, you know, history and, and culture as well. But this just seemed so different because it was so connected to a sort of a really more old fashioned way of living that I just I just thought was just lovely, really spoke to me. Yeah. And, and you, you you actually speak to people on the train and uh, and speak to people when you walk into a cafe where it is London. You don't do anything like that at all. Yeah, you can't just walk in and ask for something somewhere, you know, people will be upset if you don't start with a bon dia or a bortard and a, and a tulevain, you know, and, and have a little how, how are you exchange. Um, you know, it's very different to people queuing up in Starbucks and just barking their order and walking off, you know, there's still, there, there really is this culture of, of, of having a chat, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember one of my first visits to London after living in Portugal for a while and, and trying to have a conversation with a guy on the tube. And he looked oh. at me like I was a crazy person, you know, yeah. he didn't want to talk. Yeah, you literally need to avoid eye contact, uh, which is, which is <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's just a different way of life, you know. We have we have yeah. different things that I love about London, but um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of Portugal, and of course the sunshine helped as well. <laughs> Definitely, um, we 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 have some crossover. It's a, it's a, with a, our online online world. Um, you've been on the People of Lisbon show, mm -hmm. and they've been on the podcast. So I'm really happy that you're you're here. But um, uh, so we know that you live in Lisbon. Um, yeah. Why Lisbon? And, and and also maybe just sort of at what point and, and what made you decide, okay, I, I want to do this permanently. I want to make, make Portugal and Lisbon my, my home. Yeah, so I've been working in London for five years. I was a PR consultant. I was living the hustle and bustle life, living in East London, uh, you know, cycling to work and uh, living that kind of lifestyle and honestly it was really down to the fact that I was turning 30 and I everybody has that moment where they take a look around at their life and think okay is this what I want to be doing for the next 20 years what is there another adventure that I should be thinking about um, and yeah I really I really was in a place where I, I hadn't quite felt like I'd found where I fitted in and where I where I felt like I was completely myself um, so I decided it was time to, to try something new and go on a new adventure. So when I thought, okay, 
I'm going to move abroad, where would I go? And Portugal was obviously at the top of the list because I'd already had so many special experiences there. I spoke the language, so it just made made sense. And a friend of mine, I'd never heard of the phrase digital nomad, but a friend of mine was going to try it out. She was an illustrator and she went to six different cities over six months and one of them was going to be Lisbon. And she said, well, listen, why don't you come along? Um, I'm going to be there for a month. We'll hang out in Lisbon and, and see what you think of it. So, so that's what I did. It was kind of like a chance to dip my toe in to another city because at the same time, I did feel sad about leaving London because, you know, it's where I grew up. I, I absolutely, I always call it the first love of my life, um, but I, you know, knew I needed to change. So I think being from London, I thought oh, I couldn't possibly be happy anywhere else. I won't have this, this and this because we have so much great stuff. But actually when I came to Lisbon, and I saw, you know, how vibrant it was and uh, how many exciting things were going on and, and things were certainly starting to move and shake around 2015. Um, it, was, it, was, it was still under the radar, but it was certainly a place that people were starting to, to come to um, as a place that was, you know, just had this incredible quality of life. So, so yeah, I came for three weeks. I absolutely loved it. And from then on, I was like, right, I need to work out how I'm going to move there permanently, which I eventually did two years later. Brilliant. I mean, what sets it apart? I mean, you know, you, you talk about there's the hustle and bustle. You can't cycle to work in Lisbon. That's you for can't, sure. But you can walk. So it's, uh, it's not in high hills, not on those calcider stones. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as I say, it just it just felt like a place where um, people had different priorities. And I think you know mm. what I mean. You called your, your podcast The Simple Life. And I just feel like people have their priorities right here. Um, what people care about is, uh, you know, having Sunday lunch with the family or um, taking time to, to go to the beach or taking time to, uh, you know, have a glass of wine with your lunch and, you uh, you know, there's just so much more space for that here because it's so embedded in the culture. Um, whereas in London, I was certainly falling into a trap of, you know, let's work 24-7 and, uh, and cram ourselves onto the tube and keep ourselves so busy that we don't notice that we're really tired. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, especially when you can be here, uh, you know, on my lunch break, I can, I can sit in the garden and I can, uh, you know, get some nice sun and uh relax rather than uh you know stuffing myself into a pret-a-manger <laughs> well you've brought it up now this i think this is maybe that i'm not counting but i think the third time you've spoken about the sunshine it's a massive factor for londoners uh to actually be able to see the sun mm -hmm. uh, it's a rare it's a rare thing in london yeah and i think you don't realize how much you need it until you live somewhere where you have it and I actually, it's funny, I still love seasons. I love to see the seasons change. And right now it's well over 25 degrees here in the middle of October and I'm waiting for autumn. I want to put on my cardigan and some socks. <laughs> but but really when you're... Portuguese when will kill you if they hear you saying that. They'll be like, <laughs> no, don't wish that upon us. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like I say, living in, living in London, you do just get accustomed to not seeing the sun and, and grey skies and, and rain. Um, so when, when you're here and you don't have to think about what's the weather going to do tomorrow, it is most likely going to be a, a blue sky at the most. We, there might be a quick shower, but, uh, but yeah, it's just a completely different um, 
it, it really lifts your mood um, to be able to to be to be in the sunshine. And of course, it's, it's very healthy for you. But it's, I always laugh when it rains here, and people are like, oh, "I'm not going to go out," or you know, "There's there's gridlock traffic everywhere," and "Sorry, I'm late. It was raining." And you just think, if people said that in England, no one would ever go anywhere. Um, so so yeah, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I've been in Lisbon where like a, a downpour started, and it, it, you could swear it's acid rain that people are running the way people <laughs> run for cover. <laughs> And then you go into a place like Dublin or London and it starts raining and nobody even moves, you know, right. it just carries yeah. on. So mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Um, I remember going to London a couple of times in, in February when it's like really cold and you can always see the, the, um, the people who aren't from there, the ones that look like they're crying because their eyes are watering because the water, because of the, because of the cold. Um, I was one of them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about Talk the Streets. Uh, a great name. Uh, how did the name come about, first of all? So, yeah, I have my friend Helen to thank for that. It's um, basically I wanted to teach Portuguese in a way that was very accessible and very applicable to real life. So one of the things I've always felt about language learning is there's this kind of disconnect between what you learn in the classroom and the way people actually speak in real life. And particularly if you're walking down the streets of Lisbon and you're overhearing these conversations in cafes or on the street, um, it's not going to be the kind of Portuguese that you are taught in a classroom. So I thought this would be a really cool idea for um, my YouTube channel, Mm. but also a kind of philosophy behind the way that I I teach and approach the language. So rather than walking the streets, you're going to learn to talk the streets and actually not only understand the way that people speak in real life, but be able to communicate in a way that is more natural um, rather than sounding like a robot that you've copied from the app that you're using to learn. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, 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 that's what I was hoping that was kind of what the name, why why you called that, because that was my experience with learning Portuguese. When I when I came to Portugal, I couldn't speak a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I went for lessons first and you learn all the grammar and everything. And then you realize what I'm learning is not what people are talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that I tell, because I've got clients from, from all over the world, and something that I tell them is you need to hear it and read it at the same time. Uh, because that's sort of the only way, because the way that it reads and the way that it's spoken can be very, very different. Um, uh, and, and that's, that's really, yeah. So that, that's been my experience. So it makes sense. Yeah. And actually my most successful videos have been how to understand fast Portuguese, because this is a thing that people tell me time and time again, they see something written down and they think, okay, this is basically Spanish. I can follow this. And then they hear it said and they think well that's nothing like what I thought it was going to sound like based on what it looked like written down um, because the Portuguese will will swallow a lot of the sounds um, because of the because of the rhythm of the language it's a stress time language um, so you kind of have this this feeling that so many of the words and sounds have been dropped off and therefore for for a beginner uh, somebody who's new to learning the language it's very hard to detect those sounds that are missing um so mm. if you want un- if you understand that and you understand how when something's written down this is how it's going to likely to sound when it's spoken um it's a huge huge step that's always a big light bulb moment for people um, it's massive yeah when they work that out yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Um, I mean, what are some of the the future um, sort of 
tra- uh, lessons and, and things that you're working on. I don't want you to give too much away because people need to tune in and watch. Sure. But what have you got? What have you got planned coming up? Well, it's amazing because essentially I can never run out of topics because there is just so much to cover. So, like I say, people tend to like these videos where I'm kind of deciphering um, the way to, to listen and to speak. Um, but also I do a lot of practical situations. So I will go along to a restaurant or a coffee shop or the hairdressers or the dentist. And we actually, you know, workshop that situation. We look at the vocabulary that you do, that, that you need and, and, you know, speak to this uh, kind of expert and, and talk about, you know, what you're kind of going to know. So, yeah, in terms of what's coming up, I, I'm about to film one as to why why Portuguese is harder to learn than Spanish. Um, I'm also working on some stuff um, around, uh, well, I always do lots of stuff around the differences between Brazilian and European Portuguese, which people always find really interesting. But I also want to do um, some stuff about other regions that speak Portuguese and other countries that speak Portuguese because um, as we know there are several countries not just Portugal and Brazil who speak Portuguese and I want to also broaden people's knowledge of that stuff so we, we did an episode on Angolan Portuguese which was super fun um, and so yeah just again like just just bringing it to people's attention that there are all these different variations and there's there's just so much to, to learn and, and admire about all these different cultures so that's what I really hope to do with the channel as well just kind of raise the visibility of um, Portuguese speakers not just people from Portugal but but globally as well yeah this this episode that we're doing recording now together will more than likely come out after your Spanish versus Portuguese episode but why is Portuguese uh, more more difficult to learn than Spanish is it the sound is it the what it what is it so I've boiled it down to, again, this is just my personal opinion as somebody who has learned both languages, um, but I've boiled it down to four factors. One is the pronunciation, um, because Spanish is a lot more say what you see. Portuguese has a lot more rules in terms of what you need to do with certain letters, depending on where they are in the sentence. We have the nasal sounds, which people aren't used to. So that's one thing. The other thing is something that I touched on um, just, a, just a moment ago. Portuguese is a stress-timed language and Spanish is a syllable-timed language. The reason why syllable-timed languages are easier to listen to is because all the syllables are enunciated, okay? So when you think about somebody speaking Spanish or Italian, it's quite staccato. It's ba 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 right? Whereas when we speak English or Portuguese, they're stress-timed languages. So the, the, the stress only goes on certain parts of the sentence and everything else gets swallowed up and disappears. So depending on that little line, wherever that little line is on the exactly. Geez, I've learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason is exposure. There are simply there are simply a lot more people who speak Spanish and therefore um, multimedia content, which is what people always turn to to help with their language learning. So something like you know movies, TV shows, Netflix, mm-hmm. um, you know. Spanish-speaking countries just have a lot more to export um, in that sense. Also because the Portuguese, as we know, they watch a lot of um, English language TV that then has subtitles. They don't dub, whereas the Spanish and the Brazilian will dub. Um, And then that's why, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the Portuguese actually have have great English. Um, Interesting. 
there was one more reason, but I can't remember what it is now. So I, I love, I love that you that you've come sort of from this that you've come from a non-Portuguese background and yeah. and and learned the language. And I mean, your Portuguese is amazing. It's you're fluent. You sound yeah. you. You don't even have an accent. I get told that when I speak Portuguese, I sound Ukrainian. Really? I'm not, not Ukrainian. I'm not Ukrainian, um, but but I, that's what happens. Um, but you don't even have an accent, so I love that. And I also love one of the things I love about your channel is that you you speak to you know you get your Fado singer on there and the wine guys and and uh, and things like that. And I think that's just that's how I learned. Uh, you know, not on not with a camera, but uh, that's how I learned. I just went and sat in a pub or I sat in in a cafe and I made yeah. mistakes and yeah. uh, and it was the best way to learn. Um, but I mean, what have you, what have you learned about Portugal um, as a result of doing this channel? Um, that you, what are the things you've discovered? That's a really great question. I mean, I think over the because it's been kind of over fifteen years now that I've been kind of studying Portuguese and and very kind of linked to to Portuguese culture. Um, so there's so much that I that I love about it and so much more that I want to know. But I think for me, more than what I've learned about Portugal, I've learned so much more about Portuguese because like you said, I'm coming at this from the perspective of a non-native speaker. So when I come up against, you know, when I'm teaching and people ask me questions and I have to stop and think and go, that's a great question. Let me work out why you're having this difficulty because you know, everybody transposes rules and ideas from their own language into the language that they're learning. So actually what I have found so interesting is being this kind of bridge for people between native English speakers and native Portuguese speakers and trying to work out where these difficulties are and why people are getting confused and stuck and actually coming up with ways of explaining things, coming up with strategies um, to overcome very common problems. Because um, at the end of the day, I, I love learning as well. I love, I, I, I'm an eternal student. My Portuguese is good, but it isn't perfect. I'm still learning, you know, every day. Um, and that's what I think I, I enjoy most. Like I say to my students, you have to be curious. Um, and I, I try and stay super curious as well all the time. So when I'm having, you know, when I'm having a discussion with somebody or I, or I hear a word I don't understand or something like I will always make sure that I, I ask so that I can learn, but also then pass that on to, to my students. One of the things that that I've always sort of told my clients, and and um, and maybe this is something that you can sort of um, confirm or not. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome to disagree with me, but um, one of the things that I, that I've told people is it, it is a difficult language to learn, um, but it's a great place to learn because people are just so open and patient and almost too polite to correct you um what has your experience been there with that i mean it's not a place where you need to to learn portuguese um because because people speak so many languages um but what has your been your experience with as as a place and a people to learn this language from yeah i mean i totally agree with you like like i mentioned at the, at the beginning you know i do find people so welcoming and friendly i think my students come across a few problems which you just touched on there the first is you don't actually need to speak it um if you are in a city right i have lots of people who i work with who are living in more remote areas and of course their neighbors are going to be you know perhaps they're older and they don't speak as much english so somewhere like that you're going to progress a lot quicker because the the, the number 
number one key for learning a language is if you don't if you don't use it you lose it so practicing it day in day out is the one thing there's nothing else the one thing that is going to improve your language is continually practicing it and sometimes you can get away with not doing that here which is which is a big challenge the other challenge is that when people see you struggling they'll switch to english because they don't know that you're on this journey of trying to learn and that you want to practice right so they think they're being helpful by actually kind of rescuing you when you're when you're struggling so that's uh, another challenge that that people come across but really i found that if you you know just say to somebody you know i'd like to practice please help um people will be um very patient and and kind and that's that's lovely and i always say to my students portugal should be your classroom um i'm i'm super anti traditional classroom textbooks all of those things because you know it's you know even when people come to me and say well can this what level is this going to get me to which exam can i pass and i say you know that's not why i created this course i didn't i didn't create this so that you could uh you know call yourself an a2 speaker because what does that mean at the end of the day really the outcome should be that you can survive in a conversation with a native speaker you can navigate your everyday life with joy and ease um and just really live portugal at its best by speaking the language and actually being able to go that level deeper with people um rather than sort of skating around on the surface and and feeling like a like a tourist <laughs> yeah I love um, the concept of not, not doing this in a classroom. I think that's because I, I learned very little sitting in a classroom three nights a week at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And where I learned was was speaking to people and, and making mistakes uh, and often not getting corrected. I mean, even my family, my daughter the other day, she says to me, she's nine. She says, Dad, you know that you say that one. Uh, I always used to say Dev said, and she said, Dad, it's Dev this, Dev this said. Okay. And she corrected me and I'm like only now you're correcting me only now thank you and my wife as well the other day she said something that I always say this one word I can't remember what it was and I thought you know what all these years you've been letting me say it wrong uh <laughs> it's not it's not okay you know so so yeah that's I mean great. so you say that you're happy to make mistakes because that's the number yeah. one thing that holds people yeah. back because learning is adults we have all of this you know our brains are wired against us wanting to learn new things because we don't want to make a fool of ourselves at the end of the day we have yeah. all of this uh chemistry in our brain saying don't make yourself look like a fool and so it's really really hard to to overcome that and i think that that's another big mistake that people will make they think well i'm not going to do it because it's definitely not perfect and i just say you know progress over perfection because if you try and strive for perfection you're never going to open your mouth <laughs> and it's by only by speaking making mistakes and being corrected because actually when we do get corrected you know you just mentioned there two examples you're never going to forget those things now because it's burned on your brain of like oh i got that wrong you know and that's actually the the best and the fastest way to build new neural pathways in your in your brain and actually retain new information that was deep that was very scientific you know you're getting into neural pathways and things i don't want to go down that rabbit hole this that's uh, too too heavy for a for a wednesday um how for you from liz who first arrived to, to you know we're talking 2005 i think you mentioned coming to portugal uh, uh, and liz today how is knowing the language to the level that you know it now helped you enjoy the country more uh, because i i found for me i, I 
I never struggled to enjoy the country before. It wasn't a case of I hated the country because I couldn't speak the language, uh, completely the opposite. But I found that my relationship with the country has evolved because of, of my, my language. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm a people person. So, and I always say that this, the, soul of a, the soul of a city is the people who live there, right? Um, mm. Otherwise, it would just be empty um so really to fully enjoy the place you're living you need to have connections with the other people who are in it and just yesterday actually I was in a taxi on the way home and I was just having a chat with the with the driver he was actually Brazilian and you know the things that we were talking about were so we're, we're a level deeper than what we would have been talking about if we were speaking in English, right? You know, we were sharing experiences of, of living in both Brazil and Portugal and, and discussing, you know, feel, how we feel about living here and things like that. And, and he said some super interesting things. And I just thought we would never have had this conversation if, uh, you know, we hadn't started chatting away um, in Portuguese. And I think I, for me, that's that's what it is, and 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 you know, when people come to me to learn, this is this is what they say. They say, you know, I know I don't have to learn, but I I just feel like a, it's going to help me be more respectful in this kind of adopted country, um, and also, you know, I I do want to make connections with with local people. I don't want to be that person who stays in an expat bubble and just cuts themselves off from real life here and to being able to to contribute and and be part of it rather than uh, an observer i guess yeah yeah um i think you need to get my 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 son on your on your podcast he's three and he speaks english to me and he speaks uh portuguese to to his mom Adorable. Uh, and uh, switches just randomly and, and and so much so that the other day he he came home from school he just started big uh sort of the next phase of of school pre-primary and i've been trying to get him you know he wasn't that keen and he was a little bit grumpy but also after holidays and i was trying to get him enthusiastic about school and i was asking him what's what's your teacher's name and he kept saying to me it's pink and i was like i don't what's pink benji what's pink and you're going it's pink dada it's pink and eventually I said to, 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 to my wife, what is he talking about this pink thing? And she stopped dead and she went, the teacher's name is Hoza. Uh, and he's been translating the name of the teacher because for, for his dad that doesn't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, so funny. <laughs> oh, God, that's so cute. Yeah, it's fascinating yeah. how children can, can do that. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I still have some lost in translation moments with with uh, with my wife, with my work colleagues. Have you got any uh, that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, it's oh, it's been such a long time that I've been learning. It's been a long time since I've really put my foot in it. But one time does stand out of when I uh, I was living in Lagos actually, and and it was yeah. actually my friend who was in the the video about wine tasting. <laughs> And it was his birthday and I mixed up the two words because it's all in the pronunciation. Open and closed vowels are very important to understand. I mixed up the word coco for the word coco, so I, which is coconut yeah. and uh, poop. So I asked him, okay, so I thought that, you know, coconut flavor was his favorite. Is this what you would like for your birthday cake? And uh, yeah, it's very easy to get things like that mixed up, yeah. especially in the beginning, and especially if you're not clear on your pronunciation. I remember another friend as well when she was um, 
I, I ended up uh, living with her when I came to Coimbra. And when she went to view the apartment, she said to the landlady that she really, really wanted to morir a key rather than morar a key. So the two verbs morir meaning to die and morar meaning to live. She obviously wanted to say that she really wanted to live there um, rather than die there. That would be a bit extreme. <laughs> Well, it's still a good thing, you know, if you want to die in a place, you also, you also really, really like it. So it could, you know, it could work. So, yeah, it's very, very easily done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, I mean, what would you, what would you say? Uh, uh, I mean, you've mentioned some of the things, especially the, 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 the sounds of the, 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 the parts of the words. What are some of the other things that you would, um, you know, just in a nutshell recommend to people um, or, or, you know that you would advise people to keep in mind when they're learning um this this language learning portuguese so i mean i actually recently did a video called seven deadly mistakes that beginners make um and we actually talked about this in detail because i've seen time and time again people getting certain things wrong so first of all when if your if your plan is to come to portugal make sure you learn with content that is european portuguese so of course when you're a beginner you're not necessarily going to know the difference but look out whether it's yeah. a brazilian or a portuguese flag on the material that you're using so duolingo for example only focuses on brazilian portuguese whereas an app like memrise for example does have a european portuguese option because the pronunciation in particular is going to be so different So my first piece of advice is, yeah, especially when you're starting to listen to the language for the first time, it really needs to be uh, European Portuguese. Then I would say focus on two, three things. I say pronunciation, focus on learning how to make the sounds, because once you've got that, you'll be able to hear better as well. Focus on frequency words. So frequent words you're going to need to use day in day out and again sometimes this is where people fall down if they're using apps to learn because they will teach you random stuff you're never going to need to know you're not going to need to know all of the animals in the zoo um but you are going to need to know you know the, the bus and the items of clothing and you know things that are actually going to be useful um and then finally really really try and make it practical um like i just mentioned so um learning the kind of things that you're going to be wanting to do on a day-to-day -day basis like ordering a coffee and uh and you know chatting to your neighbor and things like that so that's what i i really try and provide all of that content on my channel stuff that people are going to be able to use day in day out brilliant okay favorite um portuguese expressions I love, I like, I like fetas feta beef. I love it. I use it. I use it a lot. I use it a lot. Uh, I use it sometimes and people don't know what I mean, uh, but it's a good one. Um, my, well, I'm very close to my neighbor who lives downstairs and she is so typically Portuguese and she's always yelling. We can always hear her from upstairs and something that she will always yell is, um, Deus me livre. Meaning like, oh, no, God saved me from that. Like, it's not something that I want to do. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, when it, whenever I'm speaking in English and I'm just joking, I'm going to, don't you believe it? Like, no, thank you. Um, so <laughs> she makes me laugh a lot. So, yeah, just just funny expressions that people um, come out with. Another one my neighbors always say is, now invent, now invent, like, stop making things up. Like, you know, when, like, oh, you're talking rubbish. I've heard that one. I've heard that one at home. 
<laughs> yes. One that I heard yesterday at home, um, I can't remember now exactly in Portuguese, um, but it translated to I'm in the I'm in the source of the broccoli, or I'm in the, the water of the broccoli. Uh, I'd never heard it before, and apparently it's one that's used. I love um I love um Pesno Pusha uh, Karusha. The, yeah? the I've the, not heard that one before. What does the, that mean? That pit, uh, fish doesn't pull the the carriage, meaning you shouldn't eat um, fish because it doesn't give you strength or uh-huh. something along those lines. It was interesting one yeah. as well. I've heard that a few times around work. We've uh, I've, I've done a video as well on idiomatic expressions where a friend, me and a friend, you know, we're we're reading these out and uh, the other one has to guess what they mean um, because yeah, sometimes it's. It's not obvious at all. But <laughs> a lot revolved around food. A lot yeah. of them revolved around food. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like with channels of Vidar Frango. Like if if it's not your first time doing something, it's like, yeah, I've been turning chickens for a long time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have I've heard that one as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one as well. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna I wore a jacket, okay, so I'm ready for for school. Um, and I'm going to put my reputation on the line Ooh. and I'm going to let you test me a little bit, uh, yeah. more for my own curiosity, cause I've been okay. here for a while and I should know. So, uh, do you want to, do you want to yeah, test the waters? Fish. Vamos, vamos, vamos falar. Right. Então, como estás hoje? Estou tudo bem. Estou uh, a fazer um, uma muito fixe, uh, para o podcast e estou bem, estou bem, está calor. Sim. Pois, aqui também. Mas onde é que tu estás? Eu não sei exatamente onde é que tu moras. Agora, uh, eu moro em Obich. Em Obich. É uma hora norte de, de Lisboa, perto do Castelo. Conheces Obich? Óbidos. Óbidos. Ginginha. Exato. Ah, muito bem. Sim, conheço. Eu fui várias vezes. É... Sim, é muito fixe. Está bem muito histórico. Está. Uhum. Mas... É. Também quero saber por que é que tu gostas de viver em Portugal? Ah, muitas coisas. Segurança. Uhum, pessoas bom. boas. Uhum. Boa comida. Uhum. Bom vinho. Uhum. Que, tipo uma... que tipo de vinho gostas? Tinto, de Alentejo. Também, também é. Mas do Douro. Eu gosto, eu gosto mais do vinho do Douro. Muito yeah. bem, tu falas muito bem, pá. <laughs> I got told by a lady on the on the on the plane, a random lady on the plane the other day I was flying to Belgium, and she was speaking Portuguese to the lady next to me and saying, I don't think he speaks Portuguese. And then I spoke to them in Portuguese and she was just like, Oh, you speak Portuguese better than some Portuguese people. Which yeah. was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Actually, I get that the other way around. People just assume that I'm Brazilian or Portuguese and then when I speak English I actually get that as a comment a lot on YouTube they're like but why are you using a British accent or like why is your English so good and I'm like oh. yeah it's phenomenal <laughs> it's because you yeah because you do you could pass for Portuguese you could I, I don't so people straight away think I'm I'm not Portuguese yeah. when they see me actually when I speak European Portuguese you can definitely tell that I'm that I'm not native but when I when I lived in Brazil and I spoke Brazilian Portuguese coupled with the way I look because Brazil is so big 
even if I didn't sound like I was exactly from the region where I was, people would assume I was just from somewhere else. That was actually really liberating to live somewhere where people just took you for a local and you didn't have to answer lots of questions all the time about why do you speak Portuguese and why is it so good? <laughs> I have that conversation a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Liz, um, uh, I mean, yeah, that's one of the strangest questions I get from Portuguese people is why would you leave South Africa and come to Portugal? And I'm like, isn't it obvious? Isn't it so, yeah. so obvious? But uh, anyway, um, t- you mentioned how how um, you you know Lisbon sort of had that it still had that vibe and and lots of things going on like London, but different priorities and a different pace and yeah. a, a balance. Um, five years now in Portugal, how has Portugal changed you? Oh, how has Portugal changed me? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think you're I, welcome to use these questions on your on your YouTube channel. You know, yeah. I'll 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 think about a uh, you know royalties or something. No, I'm just <laughs> Go ahead. Um, how has it changed me? Yeah, I I, th- I think it I think it's just that it's 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 the different priorities and just also being really able to appreciate more simple things so um you know you don't have to be doing something that seems to be so uh uh you know highbrow and impressive all the time you just want to stroll down to the river and have a glass of wine and just appreciate the peace and i think that in a place like London where where it's where there's so much movement and chaos and everybody's striving, 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 you know, for the next thing to buy something, to get promotion, to do this, to do that. Um, actually being in Portugal is so much more about being still and appreciating just very, very natural beauty, um, whether it's the river or a beach or a mountain. Um I think as well, yeah, just learning to slow down, learning to appreciate, um, you know, simpler things, having more patience because I am a person who, you know, wants to do everything fast and, and, is, and is very, very productive. So that's ha- that's gone against my personality a little bit to be like, okay, now we're going to sit at this table here and have lunch until it's, finished and they're going to bring the bill when they're ready to bring the bill and actually I don't have to rush off and go and do something else uh you know if I, if I lose 20 minutes here and there it's okay um so yeah just just generally slowing down and and, uh, and, and appreciating uh things like that yeah that that thing of the bill um my wife after years of dating because I would get up and I'd go pay the bill, and the, yeah. and she one and after years of days, she said, "Why do you do that? Just wait at the table, yeah. and they'll bring the bill." <laughs> now it's a yeah. cultural difference. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, You know, my partner's from the US, so when we go to the US, the server thinks it's rude if they leave you waiting. They'll bring you the bill before you're even finished eating, and I'm like, "What?" That's yeah. that. That to me is rude because it's like you're trying to get me out of here. Get me off the table. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just one of those things where you know different cultures, yeah. different yeah. perceptions about the right thing to do. Your wine has come up a lot on your YouTube channel, um, f- and you asked me about wine in our Portuguese conversation. So this is a favorite spot in in Lisbon to to have a glass of wine. Oh, favorite spot in Lisbon to have a glass of wine. Um, there's actually. 
a restaurant across the other side of the river. So Lisbon continues on the other side of the river. Um, and there's two restaurants. South side? That, yes. There's okay. two restaurants over that side that are right on the water. And if you Point go... Final. Exactamente, Ponte Final. And yeah. the other one is called... Uh, I can't remember what the other one's called. Um, and yeah, to sit there and have that spectacular view um, at the end of the day... Um, is really really special and I've got I've got there's, there's one picture of me that I, I remember when I was first dating um, my partner we went there and just as the sun was going down you know golden hour glass of wine in your hand looking out onto the Rio Tejo it was like yeah no I think I won life this is this is it this is good <laughs> yeah yeah lovely uh, mine for me Miradora de Graça in oh, Lisbon top it's I changed it's got a bit too big now it used to be like this little caravan yeah uh, and that was awesome you know but it's still a great spot i was taken there as well on a on a date once and i remember thinking it was just the, the coolest thing i'd ever seen and i actually have a print of the view of the castle from middle of the grass i have that on my living room wall as well so yeah that's definitely high on the list for me there's um one thing that you would that you want people to remember from our our conversation Oh, um, Portuguese isn't too hard to learn. You can do it. You just need the right tools and the right teacher. Um, so don't be put off by thinking that it's something you can't do. Um, there's no such thing as being good at, not good at languages. There's no such thing as being too old to learn something new. Um, so, yeah, come to the channel and give it a try. Exactly. So speaking of getting the right teacher, mm -hmm. uh, how can people find you? How can people follow you? and get in touch awesome yes i would love people to come along and join me um, on youtube so the channel is called talk the streets as we mentioned so if you put that into search um my face should come up smiling at you um and from there there are some there are lots of uh, free resources that i i tell you about in my videos and um, that i've produced so i have a pronunciation guide i have a free lesson for beginners if people want to get started that's a thousand percent the best way to to get started so you'll find all of that if you come and find me on youtube i'm on instagram too and we uh recently launched tiktok <laughs> which is lots of fun <laughs> okay i'll put some links in the in the in the show notes of the podcast so people can follow you i think this will be the first time i'm putting a tiktok link in so i'll see how that goes um there's a question that we ask all of our guests portugal the simple life why the simple life in Portugal is all about appreciating the small things and connection with other people, connection to nature, connection to the sunshine and a good glass of wine. And I just don't think it can be beaten. Well said. Goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure. And for now, I'm going to let you call it. That's a wrap. So thank you once again to Liz. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. And as we say in Portugal, Cesar's bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life. <laughs>